your manifestation is not going to make you happy. Actually being happy is what's going to get you that manifestation. So it starts with your own contentment with your life right now. And if you can't appreciate and really thrive in your life without that, why should the universe or God give you any more? So that's always our first work that we get about is how can we enjoy the journey really and um, let the destination of what we want just be like the icing on the cake. I believe that what we do as women in the privacy of our own minds is the single greatest determinant of our lives. I'm Emma Title, and you are listening to the Women Today podcast, where we are unpacking and investigating the new female psychology. I am a psychotherapist, coach, and teacher who is passionate about women's internal and external freedoms. You are in the right place if you want to hear in-depth stories about women's lives. On this show, we dig deep into the minds and hearts of women to understand what it really takes to heal, to grow, and to experience psychological freedom so that we can create lives of authenticity, fulfillment, and contribution. This is a place to receive nourishment, inspiration, and guidance as we continue to show up for the complexity and nuance of our lives as women. I'm so glad that you're here, and let's get started with today's episode. Hey, and welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited to be continuing the conversation around this month's theme of women and purpose with you all. And we have a really special treat here because I got the chance to interview Dr. Tiffany Shelton Mariel. And she is an incredible psychologist who focuses specifically on the process of manifestation. So before I formally introduce her to you, I just want to say that I've been loving getting your messages, your emails, all of the communications, letting me know how much these interviews and conversations are landing for you. It seems like we've really hit a jackpot of interest in terms of the women in purpose conversation. And it makes so much sense to me because in my work, in my own life, purpose just seems like a really, really important piece that kind of infiltrates and touches on every aspect of our lives as women. So I hope you continue to enjoy these conversations. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and just take a moment to leave a rating and a review for me over on Apple Podcasts. It is the easiest way to help other women to be able to hear this incredible information and to access these really powerful conversations. And it means the world to me. I read every single review and I'm just so appreciative for the support. So please go ahead and do that. And I want to introduce you to Dr. Tiffany Shelton Mariel. So Dr. Tiffany is a psychologist, an author, an entrepreneur, and she helps people to find peace of mind in their brain, body, and spirit. She combines her expertise with psychology, neuropsychology, meditation, and entrepreneurship to help people cope with life stressors and go from overwhelmed by life to thriving in life. And her mission is to help folks take care of their mental, brain, and spiritual health, whether it's her readers, her patients, or her Conscious Life Shop customers. Dr. Mariel fulfills her purpose to help folks find peace with meditation albums, writings, online content, teaching, research, and psychological services. 
And I'm really excited about this interview because it's a little bit of a different angle. And I actually first met Dr. Tiffany on Instagram of all places, and it has been such a pleasure to get to know her and to connect with her. She, since a young age, has been practicing very conscientiously the manifestation process. And you know, manifestation is a word that we all can kind of kick around in certain communities, and it's become kind of popular lately. But Dr. Tiffany actually breaks down the steps of what it looks like to try to manifest something, particularly as it relates to our purpose. And she also kind of unpacks some of the myths that go on or some of the confusion that can happen for us as we are in the process of trying to manifest our dreams in our life, which does not happen overnight typically and can sometimes be a frustrating and strenuous process. So I think you're going to love this conversation. Dr. Tiffany shares personally, and she also shares a lot of practical steps and ways of approaching things. I learned a ton, and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Thanks so much. Welcome, Tiffany. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time. I want to just let everybody know that you have a little one and you have another one on the way. So I deeply appreciate. I know your minutes are precious. So thanks for being with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for saying that, though. So it's definitely um, it's a good break. So I'm excited. (laughs) I know what you mean. Sometimes I feel like doing good work is the ultimate vacation from parenting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm really happy to have you here in the month of February because we're diving deep into this theme of women and purpose. And I've been following you on YouTube and on Instagram, and I just know you have so many exciting things to share with us, particularly around manifestation. And I wanted to start the conversation by just giving the listeners kind of a snapshot into your former self. And what it was like for you at times in your life when you didn't feel on purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I always tell like the stories um, that I started off my journey as a broke, burned out hustler and looking for love in all the wrong places. Um, I was the type of person or woman, really, because I, I feel like I had to fight a little bit harder in that sense being a black woman um, that was always striving for more, super ambitious, had a lot of goals. And at the same time um, was coming from a place of needing healing and maybe doing, going about um, coping in that way, in the wrong way, as far as relationships were concerned. So on both stratospheres of my life, as far as, you know, career goals, as well as Um, desires for love. It was a lot of forcing and not flowing with my purpose, my abundance. And that would eventually lead me to get burned out at least twice a year or have these emotional breakdowns because of, you know, the healing that was not being done in the, in the right way. Um, So that's kind of what started my, my search for, something better, a better way than the way I was doing things in my early 20s and led me really to manifestation. 
using it intentionally because we're always manifesting. Um, but it's, it was when, you know, I, that was the time in my life at a certain period that I had had enough and was like, asked God for help and was led to philosophies on intentional manifestation, which I had already been exposed to throughout my life. Um, but it really came at me more concretely and I became really obsessed with learning about it, finding out intentional techniques on how to apply my life. And it really changed my, my whole life. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm wondering when you talk about the healing that you were needing or sort of, you know, both in the personal realm and the professional realm going after things with a lot of struggle, what do you feel like you were trying to recover from? Was it experiences you had had or can you say more? Definitely. I think um, we all have a story and my story included um, a lot as a child uh, growing up with parents in the house with uh, DV um, and all the things, all the ways that can um, <laughs> manifest in one's life. Um, being the parentified child, trying to keep things together, being a perfectionist um, uh, with some, my parents were very, uh, I don't want to say tough on me, but in a sense, I, was, I had a lot of expectations being the older child, as well as, you know, being a gifted um, Black girl, my, the expectations put on me um, were to always excel and to to tr not make mistakes. And um, I did a lot of walking on eggshells with my father. And um, I think <laughs> people in the field might know what that, that means as far as his personality. So there was also this need to keep things together just so that wouldn't explode. So I had all these messages coming from me from different experiences in my life. And at the same time, I grew up with a lot of love a lot of spirituality. Um, I was raised in a Baptist church, so it was a very open-minded type of uh, spiritual experience that I had. Um, so it was colored <laughs> uh, childhood, but as I grew into an adult, uh, integrating all that and, and learning how it affected me unconsciously and the behaviors that, uh, that were manifesting as a result um, took some time to process and to really figure out and to discover like what was the that unconscious material that I needed to kind of take a look at and, and decide how I want to move and um, create my life going forward. Thank you so much for sharing that and yeah you know particularly I feel the vulnerability around the the domestic violence component and you said something powerful which it's like naming the both and like that the struggle the pain but also the love and mm -hmm. the community mm -hmm. and I think that in so many ways can be almost more complex than when there's no goodness yeah definitely definitely like trying to wrap one's mind around like how is this all at play yeah. And then you also normalize that too, because there are the, it's not all bad and there are those good moments. So it's, is that normal? You know, um, it's not horrible. So looking for love, for instance, when I experienced my, had my own experiences with abuse, 
that was the picture that was painted for me of what it was supposed to look like. And because it wasn't all terrible, you know, I had to really um, take a cold, hard look on what really is love. And even outside of when I was done, had moved on from abusive relationships, um, just dealing with boundaries and standards for how someone is supposed to be treated. Um, you know, those little nuances were there as well. So yeah, it gets complex. <laughs> it's not all totally. just like black or white for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were some of the, either the people or the methodologies, like what was most helpful for you in sorting through those nuances and boundary issues and healthy love versus toxic love? Yeah. So the shift for me really came Um, Like I said, when I had made a conscious decision to ask for new direction, and that led me to things like therapy, Um, but it also led me to um, yoga, which was a big healer for me. Um, It was a transformational experience. I ended up getting certified as a yoga teacher and meditation teacher and in that experience of learning all the yogic philosophy and meditation philosophy. I really started to learn more about myself and have this sort of self-transformation. In addition to that, at the same time, I was studying psychology. And I think when you're going through that process, first I got my master's, then I went on to get my PhD. You start learning about all the intricate ways in which our psyche is impacted and more importantly, how how to heal and move forward and take control of how you want to live your life, especially for me, um, positive psychology was a very um, healing experience, just learning about it before I even applied it with my clients. So I think the combination of the therapy, yoga, philosophy, meditation, uh, learning psychology, all at the same time kind of was like this transformational experience where God was like, okay, you asked, (laughs) here you go. Um, And at the same time, I was learning about manifestation related to yoga and the spiritual stuff, but also on my own, because after being reintroduced to it, um, I was first introduced to it as a teenager. And then in my 20s, I started uh, seeking it out myself. So I went beyond just the secret and started studying people like Neville Godard and Abraham Hicks and uh, Michael Beckwith and Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, so it was like this explosion of knowledge, but also like applying it to my own life. And then seeing the results kind of gave me that motivation to keep applying it. I love, I love that. And I, I have so many similarities in terms of how yoga, psychology, therapy, all of that, those are really the catalysts for me as well. So that's mm, cool to learn about you. Yeah. So what were some of the earliest wins that you, when you started applying mm-hmm. these manifestation techniques and principles, like, can you give us an example of how your life started to change? Yeah. I think the earliest wins for me were learning that it's possible to be happy and to experience joy in your life on a daily basis, which doesn't mean your life is perfect, but it was empowering to know that I could take on life's challenges 
in a way that was um, transformational and and actually a good thing in my life. So that was the, I think the first sort of like win for me was, and it was scary at first because you go from being stressed out all the time to actually feeling grounded and safe and pleasure and, you know, all these like higher chakra or if you think like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, feelings and balances, um, which was not normal for me. I was always like, kind of bracing myself or pushing myself or, you know, forcing myself. So to shift to a more grounded state, a more content state at first was uncomfortable, but then I started to get, to get used to it and really appreciate that. And I feel like from that place, because as we say in the manifestation world, my vibration was at such a higher level I was able to attract more of the things that I wanted. But the first one was actually just being content with myself in my life and feeling empowered to move through life, feeling safe, happy, and actually appreciative of life's challenges and lessons. Thank you so much for highlighting that because I feel like when I hear people talk about manifestation or even the secret, I think some, in certain ways the secret got a bad rap. Um, mm-hmm. Because it only told like one part of the story, not the whole story. Right. But even that very basic appreciation or gratitude for life or or the orientation of embracing mm-hmm. challenge can be so hard for so many of us. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like that has to come before the job or the money or yeah. the spouse or the child. Definitely. For sure. <laughs> Definitely. Because I feel like if this, I guess as a personal opinion, if not, then when those situations come, they're never perfect situations. Like you've heard the more money, more problems. Yes, totally. <laughs> and especially your parent, you know, that that's not always just daisies and, and nursery rhymes. So if you can come at it from a, a centered place um, beforehand and not needing it to be happy, I always tell my clients like your manifestation is not going to make you happy actually being happy is what's going to get you that manifestation. So it starts with your own contentment with your life right now. And if you can't appreciate and really thrive in your life without that, why should the universe or God give you any more? So that's always our first work that we get about is how can we enjoy the journey really and um, let the destination of what we want just be like the icing on the cake. I love that. As I feel like I could hear that a million times. That's so <laughs> important. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I have to remind myself, but <laughs> yeah. it's definitely key. It's one of the, the things I try to stress the most to my, my Dream Life Academy clients. And uh, I have to remind them just like I have to remind myself because I think it's human nature to get want that destination to solve all our problems and, and make us happy, but to really embrace that everything you want um, and need is comes from within and then move from a place from there. Yeah. Okay. So I want to, this is amazing. And I want to back up for a second, because if we come back to purpose, because I think purpose and manifestation are deeply connected. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering, first of all, how would you define purpose? Mm-hmm. And do you currently feel on purpose? So we'll start, we'll start there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, they're definitely connected. 
I definitely define purpose as like that uttermost reason um, that we're put on this earth. And when I say that sometimes in my programs, people get confused. They think it has to be this sexy, amazing thing, um, which doesn't always have to be the case. Like for me, I love learning. My mom can tell you that since from a child, I've been curious that I was called nosy. It's just like it, it's part of like my internal being is to know more. And I definitely feel like, you know, by accepting that I was led down this path to really, I guess, open up the flower of my purpose, which I believe is to elevate consciousness. And that doesn't mean that I have to open up an elevate consciousness store or just be completely focused on that exact thing. But if I can find ways to infuse it, not only in my career, but in the way that I am with my daughter or my husband or my friends or the way I show up for myself, that's what purpose means for me is like accepting what is just intrinsically you and you know, taking the time to maybe explore it, but it's just like that really basis inherent piece of us of why we're put here on this earth. And then finding ways to really lean into that in every part of our life is kind of how I define living our purpose. So you can be working at McDonald's and still really truly fulfilling your purpose. If your purpose is to Um, make people laugh or bring a smile to people's face. Like my husband, it's like just in him (laughs) to, um, to be a light. And I think purpose also involves more than just yourself. It also, for me, usually when I hear about people's purpose, when they get down to like the core of it, it also involves like how it translates to helping others or affecting others in a positive way. Um, So, you know, again, you could do that. Uh, if you're working the drive-through and someone's coming through and you're that light for them in that day, it doesn't have to be this sexy thing that defines your whole career, or everything that you do, but more infuses you and gives you uh, meaning um, and kind of also defines a lot of your values as well. I, I so appreciate you giving voice to this because when my work with women I think this is one of the biggest pains or confusions that I see. It's like somehow in this time in history or whatever, we've been programmed to think that our purpose has to be in the form of paid work or it's Mm -hmm. like only about our career. Mm -hmm. But I love all the examples you're giving that it's like, it's something that permeates all areas of life and it doesn't have to be this like fancy, shiny, sparkly thing. It can be very simple in its essence. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I, I truly believe that. And I see it all around me with clients, family members, friends. Um, it's And then I think when people don't know that aspect and they hear it or they actually see it, it kind of brings this relief too. that. OK, <laughs> it's not like I have to open a store <laughs> or a, a start a small business making people smile like I can do it just right here, right now, in my own way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amazing. And so, so it sounds like you felt purposeful and kind of in touch with that deeper spark in yourself from an early age. Am I hearing that right? 
Definitely. Um, I think because the way I define where purpose comes from, which for me is your inner spirit, your higher self, the God that lives inside of you. Um, and I've always been connected to that. It's probably the reason I was able to survive and thrive through, throughout all that time of like unhealed. I always say like when parents were fighting, I would go and pray and or write to God. And that was like my third parent. And I actually got like healthy attachment from that relationship. Um, so being um, connected to spirit from, a, I think, a very young age, I always felt kind of in tune with purpose and kind of why I was here. Uh, I may not have been able to call it like elevating consciousness, but <laughs> I was always in tune with um, critical thinking, learning, um, sharing that, empowering, you know, my mother that she she deserved more and trying to help and teach her. So it's always been kind of infused in the way that I live my life. And I think sometimes what got me into trouble was trying to force it in a way instead of letting it flow. Um, but as far as being connected to it, I, I feel like I've I've always been connected to it. That's so beautiful, Tiffany. And it's, and it's rare too, you know, like it feels like such a gift. And I'm curious for the women who are listening, who might feel like, I don't know what my purpose is and I don't know where to start. What would you recommend to them? Um, so I think there are a variety of ways. Um, I think one way is to first just scale back to getting in tune with your inner spirit, like taking away the noise of the mind chatter of the ego, um, which sounds kind of esoteric, but it could be as simple as praying every day or meditating or journaling, having an actual behavior, something that you can do that brings you closer to who you truly are, um, that allow, allows you to be the observer of your thoughts, the observer of your emotions. So things like mindfulness. So getting in tune with like who you truly are, that inner spirit is going to be helpful in that process. And then, you know, you could do very concrete exercises by kind of starting with like what you think, like your hypothesis of what you're, what you believe it to be, because you probably have a, an idea. We, we all have like some sort of like general, like, well, I feel like I kind of like this and this comes easy to me. Um, and then kind of keep asking yourself, but why does that matter until you get down to something where you can't go any further? That's kind of a good exercise that I like to use with people. And then there's this book that I highly recommend called The Big Leap. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. Have you read it? I Parts of it, but not all of it. I keep meaning to go back to it. Yeah. Check it out. It has this section in there where you ask these four questions and I don't think he calls it purpose, but it's purpose. Um, and it really helps you get down to like, what's it? Oh, you're, he calls it your genius. I believe your intrinsic genius. So those are some practical ways to get down to it. But sometimes it's also just about accepting it. Um, cause I think that we have an intuition about it, but just instead of trying to find it, just kind of leaning into it, if that makes sense, and accepting what you believe it to be, and then allowing it to transform and shift as you grow. Because 
it's not always going to look the same way in your life. Like my purpose at five years old <laughs> looks very different the way than the way I live it now. And that's, I think, a good thing. <laughs> it shows, you know, growth. So it doesn't have to be this set form thing that never evolves either, you know? Yeah. Thank you for saying that because I, I, I can get uncomfortable even as an adult. It's almost like, okay, I can accept that my five-year-old is different than my current self, mm-hmm. but somehow it's hard for me to be patient with the process of in five years, it's going to look different. In one mm-hmm. year, it's going to look different. Um, and that has me curious since I know you're a mother, how did your sense of purpose shift or change when you entered motherhood? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think that was a difficult process for me. Um, I think I, I've shared with you. I went through um, postpartum, started off as anxiety and morphed into postpartum depression um, because of not feeling like I was fulfilling my purpose. Um, feeling like my life was really over. I, I, you know, when you go through uh, mental health conditions, you have like glasses on that kind of shade your thinking. And so I had these, all these negative thoughts of catastrophizing um, how motherhood was going to be based on not getting any sleep, not having any time for myself feeling like, okay, this is it. You know, I don't get to do what brings me such fulfillment. And also a lot of that had to do with like rechecking my limiting beliefs underneath that work defines me and accomplishments and achievements and helping others defines me because when you have to put that on pause, it was like, okay, who am I? And I had to go back and say, okay, I need to practice what I preach and really look, take a look at, um, how am I defining myself? Because not only am I so much more than just her mother, but I'm so much more than just my work of helping others as well. Um, and kind of getting in touch with that. And, you know, I ended up going to, uh, virtual post, uh, postpartum therapy, which helped me kind of discover all this because <laughs> in the moment it was like, these are all truths. What do you mean? These are negative thoughts. Um, and then, you know, having someone help you see, unveil, take those glasses off is really, really important. Um, I mean, I'm a biased because I'm a psychologist, but I believe that, you know, therapy is just so important and so valuable in that way, especially when we get into the realm of being kind of overwhelmed by different emotions. So, yeah, that the motherhood transformed the way that I definitely saw my purpose because I I did struggle in that way. Um, But I felt like I was able to take my power back when I was able to get really conscious about what was really going on underneath the surface and then decide to make a change. So decide to go to therapy, decide to do my manifestation for 2020 looked completely different (laughs) than when I wasn't a mom, which was all about achieving and what do I want? And okay, this is what I'm going to get done. Whereas last year it was like more like, who do I want to be? And, and what does that look like? What kind of mother do I want to be now that I am one? Um, And how am I going to define joy and peace for myself now? What does that look like? Um, And still maintain my own sense of identity um, with this new role of motherhood. 
again, just deep gratitude for you speaking to this. I think for anybody listening, this is it's just so critical. And I also went through a really challenging transition into motherhood with both postpartum depression and anxiety. And as I'm listening to you, the way you say it, like, so matter of fact, it's essentially a crisis in purpose. Mm-hmm. It took me, that's what happened for me, but it took me so long to figure out or even find the language for why that was so disruptive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this distinction of like shifting from the achievement mindset to the, how do I want to be? Mm-hmm. And, and I remember in one of my lower moments, I was just talking to my husband and I was like, I just want our daughter to have a mother who's content. Mm. Yeah. And I found this motivation for her. It was like beyond myself, but yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't care if she has a mother who has a successful career or who earns X amount of money or who whatever, whatever, whatever. It's like, I just want her to have the experience of that transmission of contentment. Yeah. Oh, I and how that. do I get there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It kind of sparked that desire. Yeah, they're yeah. great little motivators. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and that's, I think that's been one of the blessings of motherhood too. It's like, it causes you to be way more focused and then also way extremely motivated, um, which I think is such such a blessing in whatever way it comes. So um, I love that. I love that story because it can come in different ways. Um, and I think definitely... Um, having uh, the love of your ch- for your children and using that in a positive way is um, really inspirational because you know it helps you move forward. Totally, totally. So take us into the steps of manifestation. Mm-hmm. Where do people start? What do they do next? Mm-hmm. Enlighten us. Yeah. <laughs> So I think uh, it definitely, obviously, it starts with a desire. So that desire that was sparked in you from this motivation from wanting to be a content mother, for instance. And that comes from a deeper place, from like our inner spirit, our true self that knows like, hey, all this other stuff doesn't matter, job, um, you know, career, money, all that stuff. But when I look at this, this beautiful baby that <laughs> me and my husband created, I want to make sure that I show up in this really authentic, content way. Um, So it starts there. And sometimes people aren't as clear um, on that. And it may start with getting clear on what you really want. Um, What are your values? What's important to you? What brings you meaning in life? Um, Kind of shuffling through, okay, maybe you do know what you want materialistically, like, for instance, financial freedom to get out of debt. Um, But what's in underneath that, why is that important to you? Getting clear about that because the more in tune we are with our why, the more motivated we will be along the journey. Okay, so can I just ask a question about mm-hmm. that? So the the desire, it could be I want this house or I want to make X amount of money mm-hmm. or want to find my partner. It could be something more tangible, but then I'm hearing the trick is you have to know the deeper thing underneath that. Certainly. Okay. It's, it helps for multiple reasons. It helps you get more connected to, to your why, but it also helps you start embodying that now. So let's say 
that you want to manifest. Uh, I'll go with that same example, financial freedom. And underneath it, you start to learn your values of, you know, uh, just freedom in general, or you maybe want to help other people. You want to have the money to do a charity, so like benevolence. Um, you might learn that you want to be confident in yourself. Um, so all these values underneath the, the main desire. Well, you can start leaning into those values right here, right now in your life as you work towards that financial freedom. And not only will that help you live a more meaningful life, but it will help you attract more of it. So we attract like attracts like. So the more that you can be confident now, feel free now, be benevolent now, the more that you will attract that into your life. So starting from there and getting clear on it versus just having this like top layer helps you live it more in the now, which is going to help you attract faster and more easily. That okay. That totally makes sense. I love that. And I love it's this whole thing of it's essentially like living into the vibration of it now, even if the thing, the tangible thing right. doesn't happen until later. Right. Exactly. exactly. Okay. It's happening in your mind and in your spirit right now. So our brain doesn't really know the difference between a memory uh, or an emotion that we have thinking of a memory or like an experience we're having right now, or even just the difference between imagining something. Our brains encode that as even as has happened. And the more that we get in this space that, oh, I already have this, the more that we attract that in the in the world. And it, it can be thought of spiritually, like as far as energy, but it's also really tangible um, as far as, you know, lots of evidence-based psychologies operate in this way that our thoughts affect our emotions, but they also affect our behaviors and our behaviors affect our reality. And so it kind of goes in this triangle, which is, it's commonly a triangle of mind, body, spirit, or um, mind, um, spirit, reality, the body can represent reality as well. Um, so if you think about it in that way, for me, I'm a very practical person. It's like, oh, that makes sense. You know, if I'm thinking these things, then I'll act according in these ways. And then that'll affect my reality. Okay. Amazing. So once somebody's done this, they've clarified what they want, they've connected to the deeper thing. They're sort of priming the brain, like you're saying, making it so that it's as if it's already happened, mm-hmm. even though it hasn't. Then what do we do next? So, and that piece will also come with later steps as well, but it kind of starts with getting clear on, on what you're leaning into. Um, the next piece is um, what I call joyful spirit. So it's kind of what I talked about earlier as my first win is really um, doing the work to vibrate high, which just means having a joyful or content mood. And I teach people how to vibrate high every day in my program. And I think when people hear that, they think, oh, I'm just, everything's going to be happy and perfect, which I hope for everyone in the world, but this is real life. So it doesn't mean that, but what it does mean is that every day you will intentionally find joy and prioritize joy and have the tools to actually do behaviors that will bring in some of those joyful emotions. So I always describe like a pie chart. Um, If you're feeling a little bit of sadness one day, 
that's like one piece of the pie. But instead of focusing just on trying to get rid of that sadness, I teach to actually find ways to pivot and bring in other emotions. So maybe you are feeling a little bit sad, but you force yourself to go take a walk outside in nature. And that brings you in some emotions of peace. So that's another piece of your pie. So it's not just sadness, sad pie. It's sad now and a little bit of peace. Then you might decide to um, meditate or drink some hot tea or take a hot bath. Then you maybe feel a little bit grounded. So that's another piece of the pie. So finding ways to um, round out your emotional experience, to vibrate at a higher level, and then also to be able to think high vibration thoughts. So even outside of thinking about what you want, how can we start to use our thoughts to cultivate this joy as well outside of what we do, but also what in what ways can we think or check negative thoughts in order to, to vibrate high? Um, so it's like two pieces and it goes back to that mind-body-spirit connection um, it's about doing what we can to feel good, to feel content along our journey to what we want. Um, really emphasizing not needing that that destination piece to be happy, but to be happy right here, right now. Um, and then move on to the next phase as you continue to vibrate high. Because our vibration or our mood is our direct point of attraction. So if we're feeling good, we're positive creating in our life. Uh, Whereas if we're feeling negative, we're negatively creating in our life. So we're always manifesting. It's just a matter, are we moving closer to what we want? Are we manifesting further away from what we want, truly want? And when we're moving further, our spirit is going to tell us by giving us negative emotion. I, I'm appreciating this so much and how how you're breaking it down for us, because I think this is what gets lost, right? It's like people want to raise their vibration or um, manifest, and then they sort of push away Mm -hmm. the negative emotions. But I love the image of the pie where it's like adding in positivity or adding in nourishment, adding in self-resource. Yeah. Not expecting us to not have negative human emotions. Right. Definitely. In fact, I teach people to actually use your negative emotions instead of trying to avoid them. So I come from a very act. I don't know if you know, acceptance and commitment. Yeah. Therapy focused lens. So it's if so if our desires come from our spirit and if we're thinking or doing something that's not in alignment with what we want, like let's say um, when I was having postpartum depression, um, the thoughts that I were having that my life is over and nothing's ever going to change. And this is it. Those thoughts were not moving me closer to what I truly wanted, what spirit wanted. So then, you know, your inner being sent you these signals, emotions of sadness, of hopelessness, like saying, Hey, this isn't really, really, you're not on track to moving closer. You're moving further away from your true self. And so if you can notice those emotions and see what spirit is really trying to let you know, to say, hey, we need to either change the way you're thinking or change what you're doing um, in order to get back on track with what you truly want in life, Um, which for me was to be joyful, I ended up being for the next year. Um, And so kind of not avoiding them by, let me just drink or let me just go shopping or um, let me just isolate myself. 
instead, like, even if you have to carry them with you for a little while, moving towards what you do want in life. So beautiful. Oh, <laughs> it's very act. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just, it's, it feels so relieving to me um, because it feels so human, you know, mm-hmm. it's like not expecting us to be only happy or only yeah. positive and joyful, but actually partnering with the more challenging or nar- darker negative states. Yeah, definitely, definitely integrating it and yeah, using it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so then what do we do next? <laughs> so then uh, as we're vibrating high now, we're feeling good. We have the tools to feel good. Um, the next piece is the faithful mind piece. And that's a little bit deeper than the the joy piece because it goes down to getting underneath the surface a little bit. And starting to work on those limiting beliefs. So there's really two pieces. We really want to see ourselves as abundant now. Um, so that helps us create a faithful mind. So some of the things I was talking about, leaning into our values, feeling like we already have it, doing visualizations, anything that we can do, journaling to really feel like we already have what we want is going to help us create that faithful mind. And then truly on the other point of that is the So that's the doing side, visualizing, journaling. And then the mind side is really working on those beliefs of like truly believing in what we want to happen is going to come true. And that takes us looking at, okay, do I have any resistance to what I want? So when I think about what I want, is there any negative emotion that shows up? And if so, um, what are the thoughts and beliefs that are supporting that negative emotion? So if you're thinking that you want to manifest a baby, for instance, and when you say, I'm going to, you know, manifest pregnancy, get this kind of twinge of self-doubt, that would be resistance. And you're going to investigate that twinge and kind of dive deeper into the thoughts and perhaps the limiting beliefs that are supporting or giving you that emotion. Yeah, this I love that you're bringing this up because as I'm paying more and more attention to my own mind, what I realize is I'll say I want something, but then I'm actually terrified for a mm-hmm. lot of reasons of that thing. So it mm-hmm. sounds like this is how you sort of start to investigate those more subtle fears. Yes. Definitely. Or resistances. Yeah, then same thing. Yeah. So it's resistance is just, you know like a lot of religions, they're all saying the same thing with different language. Manifestation and psychology are saying a lot of the same things in spirituality, just in different language. So resistance just means negative emotion. So when you feel any of that, when you think about what you want, that's something letting you know, hey, I don't fully believe in what I'm trying to manifest. And it doesn't mean, I think, I teach how to overcome these limiting beliefs and it doesn't mean they'll never show up for you, but it's about changing your relationship to that resistance, not letting it stop you from leaning further into what you do believe as far as manifesting that and knowing what to do when that resistance shows up so that you can align more with believing in it. Um, And that takes practice because we're really rerouting the brain, like the neural pathways instead of automatically going towards the negative thoughts or the negative beliefs, you're going to start practicing changing your mind to when you think about what you want, take a different neural pathway to your more positive beliefs that we also have as well. 
I feel like I'm getting my brain rerouted right now. Just listening <laughs> to you. <laughs> it's so, great. so sweet. <laughs> okay. So, so is this the step that we just stay on until the thing manifests or are there are other things you do in this part of the process? So this is an ongoing process because it takes a little bit of time to work on our beliefs. So you, you're going to keep checking them, keep checking resistance, keep finding ways to align more with your positive beliefs. And at the same time, you're going to start to let go and allow. And this is something that I struggled with. So I would, you know, know what I wanted, maybe be vibrating high, um, believing it's going to happen, but then in not trusting the universe or God to allow it into my life organically. Like I have to control it, right? If you think about the way I grew up, I have to control everything because I have to be <laughs> perfect. And if I lose control, then this is not going to happen. So I have to do all the things to make this happen. And that's just telling God, you don't really believe that this is going to happen. So that's the other side, the, another piece of the belief part is to letting go and allowing. So not to be so obsessed with the when, when is it going to come true? Not to be so obsessed with the how. Um, If the how, thinking about how your dream is going to come true brings you any negative emotion, you should be more general. You should think more general about it and let go. Um, So if you want to be a teacher and you're thinking like, oh, am I going to teach middle school or older students? And I'm how am I going to go about if that all if all of that is causing you stress? Then you just want to think about it more generally. I just want to be a teacher. However, happens it happens. But if it makes you feel good to think about the how, be as specific as as you want to be. Um, so that's like the other piece of believing is to like really truly flow with with your abundance by by trusting the process of how it's going to come to you and not trying to control that. And then the last and final piece, so you're feeling good, you're vibrating high, you have this faithful mind, you're believing, you're seeing yourself as already abundant. The last piece is your actions. So what are you actually doing to align with what you want? And that happens in two ways, by doing the actions to connect to our spirit. So kind of like that purpose work we talked about before, meditating, praying, um, I teach a variety of things in my program. There's so many ways to to fit, like actually do behaviors to connect to your spirit. And then also, what actions are you doing to align with what you want? Are you prioritizing your goals, your time? Are you setting boundaries with people that are impeding on your joy? Are you taking actions towards, like if you want to be an entrepreneur, what are you doing besides just consuming information? Are you actually taking the steps to to do something. So it's taking a look at like what we can't control in the process and making sure that we are not um, trying to do all the things, but really laser focused on the actions that are going to move us closer to what we want. And then you manifest. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to ask you about what we do when we manifest, because that feels important. But before I do that, I just have like, I just feel like I'm getting all sorts of firework sparks (laughs) here because this is, I'm so excited I'm hitting my microphone by accident, um, <laughs> but I just want to highlight the challenge here, like the paradoxical challenge, particularly around, it's like getting clear on what we want, but then letting go of the attachment to what we want. That feels so ironic 
and hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also like a beautiful spiritual opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the action part, it's like this da- What I'm hearing you say is this dance between surrendering to God or life or the universe, whatever someone's language is mm-hmm. and, and trusting that there's that partnership and support there. But then also stepping into the willfulness and the right action and the strategy so that we're doing our end of the agreement. Yes, definitely. It's, I think I love that the way you said it. it's definitely a partnership. It's like doing my piece, but allowing, you know, ego to step aside and say, I'm not the only piece in this process. Um, the, the universe, divine timing, God, all in any way you, choose to describe it um has a part in the process as well and doing i think the work to trust in that um which you know sometimes requires looking at how you look at the world and your relationship with the world especially if you've been through things like trauma that have affected your whole perspective of safety in this world or trusting the world um that could be difficult um so it's definitely still conscious work which i think that's where things like tools like therapy or things like my program come into play. You don't have to do it on your own. And it's not a hopeless situation that can definitely be done. It's just knowing what to do and how to approach it. Yeah. So can you tell us about Dream Life Academy before we then talk about what you do when you manifest something? But like, what is Dream Life Academy? What what does it offer for people, but also what has it meant for you to be the creator and the mama of this thing? Mm-hmm. It's definitely another child. Well, yes. Dream Life Academy is something that I, I shifted towards as a psychologist. So um, I became really heavily interested in what's called positive psychology. So helping people create the life they want, not just focus on getting rid of different disorders or uh, ailment, mental health ailments. Um, and in that process, I started using manifestation with my clients. Um, and I was able to see really drastic results by focusing on not only, um, okay, this is how we're going to get rid of your depression. This is what, you know, focusing, how's your anxiety today? But more so, like, what life do you want to create? And how can I be of assistance to get you there? Um, and once I saw what I was applying to my own life was working for my clients, I was like, I have to share this. <laughs> I really have to share this. So I've been blogging for a while and putting out content, but it was mostly about, you know, my journey of not being a, a burnt out hustler anymore and really being a conscious go-getter. And then I shifted to manifestation as a psychologist, which was, you know, a difficult decision to make because it could seem kind of out there, like manifestation when you're a psychologist, it's not like a hardcore um, psychology topic. (laughs) So, but I I did it anyway, because I felt like it was in my heart. And so I created Dream Life Academy and started working with individual clients, um, teaching them this process that I had come up with for really creating the life that you want and living your dream, using psychology, evidence-based psychology, mindset strategies, all these things I have used, got feedback, made the program better, kept working with individual clients, and then recently rolled out my group a program where people still work with me directly, but I'm able to help more people. And I just take them through what I just discussed with you, um, a joyful spirit, how to do that, practical tools, um, faithful mind, how to do that, very concrete 
actionable tools, and um, aligned action. And so it's three phases of the program. And I have a course that they go through, and then they, we meet twice a week. We process anything that may have come up. We talk about how to apply it to each person's personal life. We have a Facebook group where we support each other in a private group. Um, the women have been really, really supportive. And um, it's really has been a dream come true. I feel really honored with when I get like a text, like, oh my God, like one of my clients just got engaged that we worked together. She wanted to manifest love. I've helped people manifest pregnancy. And so I get so much fulfillment out of seeing people like use these tools and actually change their mindset and change their lives really. So it's really my baby for sure. <laughs> yeah. That, it means I can so resonate with that ultimate fulfillment of like when when someone we're supporting wins, it's yes. such a win for everyone. Definitely. And yeah. Definitely. It feels so good. <laughs> in the group format, have you found there's benefit in in the group? Like people manif- on the manifestation path together? Yes, it's been really incredible because what I found is that we're so connected as human beings and a lot of things that I may be going through or questions I might have, somebody might else has, I just didn't even know to ask. And so hearing it from someone else's perspective and then also having people further along in the journey of the program and people seeing like them talk about the changes that they make or how they're no longer feeling depressed or um, some of the things that are already coming true helps motivate the newer folks that are coming into the program. So it's been a really dynamic process in that way. Um, and I've been really you know, happy to see it unfold that way because I was a little nervous about it, but it's been actually much, much better. I think people appreciate it more as well. That's so awesome. It sounds like a beautiful program. So oh, this thank is, you. Yeah, the Dream Life Academy for anybody mm-hmm. who's listening. And I'll make sure to have the show notes links to it. But oh, awesome. how do people find it if they are interested? Um, you can just go to tiffanyshelton.com. And it's one of the links at the top of the page. You can Instagram me, DM me. I'm pretty active on Instagram. It's underscore Tiffany Shelton. Um, I'm also, I also have a YouTube channel posting weekly about manifestation. You can find me there as well if you just type in Tiffany Shelton Manifestation on YouTube. And I want to give a big shout out and plug for that. I totally binged on your manifestation <laughs> YouTube preparing for this interview. Oh, nice. So it's they're really sweet and fun. And and I feel like you're such a good teacher. You break it down in such an amazing way so oh, that thank someone you. who's new to it can get going. Oh, I love to hear that. Thank you. I'm always trying to improve my teaching skills because I know I'm, I can be a heady person. Um, so breaking it down and like making it um, understandable is really important to me. Well, you're doing, I'm totally learning things. So thank Uh, you. Thank you. Okay. So then, so then the thing comes true. We get it. We get Mm -hmm. the job, we get the baby, we get (laughs) the new way of being or whatever. What do we do then? It kind of just starts over because I think, uh, as I kind of tried to stress, hopefully stressed in the interview, it doesn't really mean the end all of your evolution and manifestation is all about becoming And so it's like, what is the next thing you're being called to become? Um, So as we, let's say, manifest that baby, we transform in so many ways. And we we go through these challenges. We have this radical acceptance. And then, um, you know, we have established, okay, I'm looking around. I am (laughs) this mom that I wanted to be. And then it's kind of like, 
starts over. And that listening to spirit, staying connected with spirit, you'll hear what's next for you and who you're becoming. I, I recommend um, a lot of manifestation resources. And one of the books I recommend is Becoming by Michelle Obama, and, uh. which is not a manifestation book, but she really stresses that we never stop becoming. It's a, gra- it's a constant process and it directly aligns with my purpose of constantly elevating consciousness. So it's like, okay, now who am I called, being called to become and be? Um, and, and being open to the fact that, okay, now that I'm trying to manifest this new thing, it's going to change me in certain ways and I'm going to shed certain parts of myself. Um, and there's pain that comes with that. There's learning that comes with that, but there's also immense joy and, and transformation. Amen. And, <laughs> and, and I, so my mother bought me becoming shortly after my daughter was born and I, you know, I was up at all sorts of crazy hours of the night, either because of her or me yeah. or just something. Yeah. I have never read a book that fast. In yeah, my life. it's so good. I couldn't put it down. And it's I so already good. loved Michelle Obama, but the way she writes and the mm-hmm. way she's, it just felt like such an inspiring journey. Yeah, definitely. And I know, I didn't know that much about her journey as being a woman and a mother and navigating becoming um, a mother and all the ways that she was, she talks about pushing a lot and achieving and all those transformations that she went through. Um, And then being the wife of the president and maintaining her own identity. I mean, it's just, yeah, great book. (laughs) It's such, such a good book. Yeah. Do you think there's anything unique or distinct about women when it comes to manifestation? Mm -hmm. I think stereotypically because of the society that we live in we're more socialized to be more in tune with our emotions which can be an asset in the manifestation journey not saying that men can it's just I think that the way that we've been socialized because of gender roles Um, but in that sense is definitely an advantage for women um, because we do have more leaning towards the stereotypical feminine energy, which really, really supports um, the manifestation process. It's an asset. And so given this world where we have a lot stacked against us, let's just take it. (laughs) Uh, It's definitely a benefit, I think, for women um, in the manifestation process because it starts with our emotions. And it starts with that energy of leaning into the more feminine energy, which is more about divinity and color and emotions and, and tapping into that like compassion heart piece. Whereas like the male energy is more like heady and thinking and um, more analytical. Um, I'm not talking about actual male and female, but like the energies. Um, And so, yeah, I think it can really benefit women. I love that. Do you recommend that people celebrate? Like, is there a celebration step or like a, anything, a completion step? Because I'm just thinking sometimes I miss that part. You know, like when I launched this podcast, it was such a big deal. I've been working toward it for years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I actually had a hard time like taking in my own manifestation. Does that make any sense? Mm -hmm. Is it like a non-climactic experience that you're 
Yeah, it was almost like I didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. with, I had been working so hard toward this dream and vision, wrestled all my inner demons to get it to life. Yeah. Kind of like a baby. Yeah, definitely. And then then it was like, I just feel like I missed some part. Yeah, I think that's important. And I'm glad you brought that up. An important part of the process is that celebration. And I, it's part of the joyful spirit. I kind of prescribe that gratitude and that appreciation throughout the process, but definitely most certainly when you have manifested and attained it and also allowing yourself to let your wanting guard down, essentially, like you've been wanting it so bad um, that sometimes it could be hard to let that down and say it's here. Like maybe some fear that it might go away if I truly acknowledge that I did this or, you know, it could be a variety of personal different reasons for different folks. Um, For me, when I started feeling happy, it was like, okay, related to those, uh, you know, unconscious beliefs that like the the world is unsafe, something is going to happen, like don't let your guard down. So then it's another opportunity if you're noticing you have some resistance to accepting it to maybe explore that and continue to grow in that way. And, And then allow yourself to really appreciate it and do things like, go celebrate, you know, maybe go to dinner with your, your hubby or you buy yourself something nice because you deserve it. Um, to really acknowledge the, the milestone. It's important. Yeah. And I love this letting our wanting guard down because one thing I've been tapping into more and more lately is the vulnerability of actually getting what we want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That receiving process. Yeah. Like it's actually really tender. Yeah. Definitely. And I think people don't expect that piece because um, it's like ask, believe and receive. And they all have their their own ways of transformation that come with them. Um, and the receive can be just as transformational as the believing and the asking piece of oh, it as well. Yes. And just as growthful or challenging, potentially. Yes, yeah. Definitely. I hear that a lot with the love one, like when you finally get this part when people finally have manifested a, a partner that they've been wanting, it's like scary, <laughs> very yeah. scary to receive that kind of authentic love if you're not used to it. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like we can be so much more acclimated or comfortable actually with not getting what we want yeah. or having toxic love <laughs> yeah. or frustration at work or not earning the amount of money we want. But then when it actually comes, that's vulnerable too. Yeah. It's like, okay. So I do deserve this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that like brain rerouting you were talking about. So there's more work. Yeah, definitely. Tiffany, this has been so rich, so (laughs) educational, so enlightening. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I've enjoyed the conversation. And it's nice to talk to someone else in the field. Uh, totally. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time and just gifting me and our listeners with your expertise and wisdom around this manifestation and purpose process. And I'm going to make sure everybody knows how to find you. And nice. I you. just have one last question, if you're sure. ready for it, um, <laughs> which is if I handed you a microphone, And I told you that every woman in the world would be able to both hear, but also receive, like we're talking about, like really let in your message. What would you want them to know? 
Um, so this is a difficult one, but I think it drives home kind of what I'm doing right now, which is um, you really truly deserve everything your heart desires and you have the power within you to manifest it. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Today podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and take a moment to leave a rating and a review. The more five-star ratings this podcast gets, the more easily women around the world will be able to access this valuable information. Remember, we each have our unique role to play in this collective uprising for women all over the world. Whoever you are and wherever you find yourself in this moment, there is a deep intelligence to your particular place in the wider web, and we need the specific experiences, insights, and gifts that only you carry. I am sending you my heartfelt strength and support for wherever you are on the journey, and I'll look forward to connecting again next week.